Week nine. Here we are, Dave. Pretty good week last week. And then go ahead. Almost what? We're at the halfway point, my friend. We're as sad as that is to say, we're halfway through the season. I, you know, I wish we could just glaze over this week. I know there's some pretty good matchups between the Chiefs, Dolphins, and the Cowboys, Eagles. But other than that, we'll, we'll kind of go over it. The week is is put pretty bleak, but we're back, man. It's week week nine, episode nine. I'm really excited to get this started, Dave. Let's head. Let's we head are to going zone. into the. Soundstripe. As I continually cut Dave off, we are here back in the fan zone. (laughs) We're going to go over the best game of the week for those Denver Bronco fans last week with the Broncos against the Chiefs. The Chiefs were at Denver. And I lost my mind. Wow. I guess, you know, the Chiefs typically have a game, what, once a year on this. Five turnovers in the game. Mahomes was 24 of 38, 241 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, sacked three times. He had a fumble loss as well. MVS had a fumble loss. Hardman, uh, probably one of the most important plays of the game uh, on a punt return, had a fumble loss as well. It was not a very reassuring game going into the Dolphins. Dave, what was your take from that Chiefs-Broncos game? I mean, you know, the turnover is obviously bad, but honestly, as bad as the Chiefs played, my my takeaway was this was a game they could and should have easily still had a chance to, to win. You know, I thought... Some really questionable fourth down decisions by Andy Reid in that game. You know, at, at the by the analytics, the most cowardly uh, punt of the whole week in any NFL game belonged to Andy Reid on that fourth and what was it five fourth and five in, inside the the Denver forty five there pretty early yes. in the game, like in the in the second quarter. That's a play that you know you see him go for. You know, especially with that offense. Uh, He's a little on the conservative side, but it's not one that you've never seen them them try out and convert. Um, well, I even I even think- in the third quarter, right? There was this there was a fourth down and we punted and I'm like, right now they're running the ball enough. I don't think you're going to have enough opportunities as this yep. game is looking to really, you know, make things happen. So I think you need to push the ball down the field or, or go for it on a fourth and, you know, less than five where. I feel like as a viewer, you're just thinking, I mean, this is just a no brainer. You got to go for it. You got the best player, but I mean, also we go into this, you know, we, we talk about it probably, I think once every three weeks about what Andy Reed does on fourth down. Well, he tries to do this gimmick play and, and almost takes the ball out of, you know, Patrick Mahomes hands. I, I just don't know where, what, what this offense is really trying to do. Like, are they this? Uh, have they lost faith in, in is the receivers running the wrong routes? I mean, Sky Moore had that terrible drop in the end zone where, I mean, Mahomes did everything to just put it right there. And and you see Sky Moore, you know, after the play, he goes, I just lost it. And it's like, dude, you can't be 
losing the ball there. I mean, that's just, I mean, Rasheed Rice had a big drop. I, he's kind of gotten to that point too, for me, where he start. he has some big time drops and some, some key moments. I just don't understand the plan. We didn't run the ball enough. I, you're going to have these games, right? Like we said, we're almost to the halfway point. But, uh, man, it was bleak for, for moments of that game. I think, you know, as frustrating as that game was, I think, you know, in the in the larger picture, if you look at the underlying analytics for the Chiefs offense on the season, it's is it, you know, is it maybe – the absolute unquestioned dominant number one offense in the league like we're used to. No, it certainly is not that, um, but it is still a top five offense by pretty much any metric on the season. That's with, I don't think anyone would say that, that this offense has really been looking great. Like, you know, it's, it's dominating and yet it's still, you know, one of the best offenses in the league, despite all the issues with the receivers, despite some of the turnovers, despite some of the questionable, you know, fourth down issues and play calling and the trick plays and all that. So, you know, I think it looks like on the receiver front, they, they do seem to be realizing that their best, you know, duo is probably Rice and Valdez Scampling. This is the first week that Rice led the snap counts for the wide receivers. We've been harping on that for a while. Yep. And I mean, overall, like, it, yeah, it's not great. It's not good enough. It, it obviously lost them the game, but it's still there with, it's still there in the mix with room for improvement, you know, just a, a, a disappointing game and a frustrating performance, but they're, they're not, all is not lost. Yeah. And the, the look, streaks are are, are, are going to be broken. Like the, there was no way through his career that he was not going to lose to the Broncos. It had to happen at some point, right? In the AFC West, he was going to lose a road game. He was going to do these things. I, I just think the, just the, the method to it. I mean, I feel like I'm constantly just harping on the special team side of things too. I, I think our kick, our punting and our kicking are very good. But then when you see punt returns, We've got four fumbles off punt returns this year. It's only us and the Giants, and then everyone else is two or less. That's it's not bad. good, it's right? Not That's bad, right? And we, we've had Richie James. We've had Hardman. We've had Sky Moore. We've tried to force these things. Well, you know, and, and I know Hardman's trying to make something happen on the five-yard line, but why are you fielding that punt? Yep. Maybe I, I understand yep. you don't want to d- it down at the one, but like, where are you going to run? There's no space for you to run and make a play. And it, it just turnovers. We're minus four in the turnover ratio on the season. We're ranked 26 in the league. I think that's just a big issue. I think the the defense has really done well enough. I do think our run, running rush defense is, is going to be an issue. That's how teams are going to try to really just basically shorten the games. And then Mahomes just has to be – so good it's razor thin just his mistakes and and that that's the thing i think we're we're going to come out it out out of it this year realizing he needs probably another reliable i mean kelsey's 34 man he's not a vertical threat anymore he's a double move guy he's still reliable but next year i mean not not 
Granted, even if the situation was stable there, they may they may have still refused to do a trade with a division rival, but you would have liked to see them go out and get a player like Hunter Renfro, someone who you know can get open on third down. Or Terry McLaurin, you know, move, move right? The change. commanders are kind of in sell mode and, and be enemies there. I, I mean, just try something. I understand you want to preserve your draft picks. You don't want to be like Ryan Pace and – and, and sell off all these picks for, you know, something that's not going to work. But I think we're going to learn a lot again this weekend, right? I know it's a, it's a wonky game. We'll go over the game a little bit. I'm not super confident, even though we still obviously have the best player in, on the planet in Patrick Mahomes. I just think there's a real possibility we're going to go into the bye week six and three, which is is absolutely fine, right? I mean, we well, could be. We've, we've talked about. Worse. We've talked about every other. We've talked about every other team in the the NFC has has stumbled. You know, has had their fair share of bad losses. So it is what it is. You know, this is one of those games you'd like to see them get for sure. But if if they don't, then I don't think there's there's worse situations to be in. You know, no no real legit contenders in that division with you. It's it's it could be a lot worse, but we'll, it could, we'll see. It could. Well, well, hey, we're like you said, we are at the halfway point. I think we're in a good spot. Um, so I'm really looking forward to this game on on Sunday at 9:30 a.m. between the Chiefs Dolphins. Great segue, I think, for us to go into that L.A. Rams Dallas Cowboys beatdown. Dave, take it away from here. Well, I mean, we talked a lot about. Clearly, while they got the job done against the Chargers going into that bye week, you know, there were still a lot of things to nitpick about the offensive approach. And they, they definitely, it looked to me like McCarthy took a lot of that to heart and, you know, saw the same things that I think everyone would have seen going into that bye week. The approach was was pretty clear, you know, get the ball to C.D. Lamb early, you know, early, often, always, and get it to, to Brandon Cooks, you know, more than certainly they have been uh, they, they had 18 targets to the two of them combined for 15 catches, Finally. 207 yards, Finally. and three touchdowns. Just three targets going to Michael Gallup, which he did catch two of them for 20 yards, got a couple first downs at it, which is, you know, that's how you'd like to see that distribution. If if Gallup is your number three guy and teams are concerned with, with Lamb and Cooks, then like that is a more effective offense and it's a better situation for Gallup to be in, especially because he still just clearly doesn't have that burst. You know, you also saw them install a bunch more mo- motion at the snap, which was something that they had barely used all season, 33 times, just a, a little over five times per game, 18 times alone on Sunday. And, you know, that's just like all of the modern offenses that are the most successful, you know, the Shanahan tree with Mike McDaniel in Miami, uh, you know, all the good, solid, elite, new kind of offenses are using that. And you you need that because you need to get teams – Thinking one way, you know, leaning one way at the snap because the defenses are so good and fast now that you need every split second you get to get you can get to get separation and create confusion. And they definitely look to move the ball down the field more than they had. Prescott was nine of twelve for 179 yards and four touchdowns on throws ten plus yards down the field. Pretty good. Um, he. he he was outstanding. You know, one of the best games I think we've seen here in the last couple of years from him. Just, just absolutely elite all game long. Made every throw. Some, some really just bonkers seam throws as well. 
he was terrific, used his legs a little bit more, which was nice to see. And then just a, a quick shout out to Tyler Smith at left guard. I thought he played very well, still not, you know, a fully formed, perfect player, still makes a few technique issues that he needs to improve on. But he did a great job on Aaron Donald over, uh, overall. He he, made, he had a little bit of an impact early, but then you didn't really see him the rest of the game. What, what so. a great draft pick. He's out of Tulsa, right, last year yep. that they picked him. It's been a a terrific draft pick. Do you feel like McCarthy is going to continue to do this? Is your concern that he's going to kind of get back to stale? Like, why Why do you feel like it's kind of been ebbing and flowing and using the motion? I do feel like they found something with Prescott using his legs more. Do you think that's just been a Dak Prescott telling the coach or McCarthy or both or what, you know, what, what's your kind of expectation moving forward? You know, you'd, you'd like to think that maybe they did want to just sort of try the approach that they installed, you know, going into the season, you know, especially new, new, somewhat new playbook with, with the new offensive coordinator in Schottenheimer McCarthy taking over as the play caller. And then maybe their, their thought process was let's get into the buy and then reevaluate. So obviously, you know, that would be the preference for me would be for, you know, we reevaluated, you know, we still are doing some of the same things, but we definitely recognize we need to switch some of the things. We'll see, I guess we'll find out a lot more here in the next couple of weeks. Um, but the the offense, I think that was the the kind of offensive performance you've been looking for if you're a Cowboys fan all season long. Um, I mean, just keep throwing the ball to, to CeeDee Lamb. It was clear early on that there was not a player on the Rams that could cover him. And really, I mean, throwing to him all season has been an, a, a very successful proposition. He has an 81.2% completion percentage when targeted, which is the, the league high for wide receivers so far this season. So... Just keep throwing him the ball and you move the ball down the field like that and you get some early scores. And that's really what allows this defense to be in the situation where it like thrives and, and things start well, rolling downhill quickly. If you guys have the lead, you guys are just one. I, I, I know you really just talk about you guys front runners, man. If you guys start fast, you guys don't even look back. I mean, it's like you just are whoosh. You get Gone. you get you get the opposing offense into a situation where they're down seven, ten points early, and they start to get a little off script, and it, then it really lets those pass rushers pin their ear, ears back and get going. And they they definitely have some defensive playmakers. I mean, you know, a lot rightly was was said about Deron Bland and you know his continued performance, his third pick six of the season. He's been targeted twenty three times on the year and. Sub 50% completion percentage, only 110 yards allowed, no touchdowns, and four picks, three of which he's returned for a touchdown. He's he's a bona fide playmaker. You know, he you can get him a little bit. I, you know, didn't didn't they didn't do it on in this game. I'm sure the Eagles are gonna scheme it up. You can get him on, on some double moves for sure. You see him bite a little bit, but you know, much like you kind of reminds me of two or three years ago, Diggs where, yeah, you can get him maybe playing for a turnover, but he's done a solid job, and they really found something with Marquise Bell, who's the number one ranked graded linebacker by Pro Football Focus so far this season. You know, that's been huge for them as they've lost Van Der Esch the last couple of weeks. So, right. I mean, like like we, we've talked about this all season, you get that team a lead and maybe one early turnover. You know, also has to be said, 
really good job by the special teams getting a, a blocked punt. You know, that's what Bones Fossil does, you know, an elite special teams coach. You know, they get that early turnover and the offense is playing well. It's really tough for the opposing the opposing team. And I feel like the, you, you guys are I, I don't think you lost it ever, but I feel like AT&T, you know, stadium is starting to become a little bit of a fortress again, right? Where you do feel that home field advantage. They're, they're really taking teams, 11, you know, down, down 11 straight, 11, 11 straight home victories for the Cowboys uh, dating back to last season. So, I mean, that's your formula to victory. And it, it felt like definitely you're right during the, the Garrett years, especially they oftentimes played better on the road than they did at home. And, you know, under McCarthy, that the script has flipped to some extent. You know, he's, I guess, we're talking about someone who's used to having a home field advantage and taking advantage of that coaching in Green Bay. So, you know, they, they've done a good job under him at, at being much more successful at home, which is, that's the focus. You know, split your road games and, and win your most of your home games and you're going to be a good team in the NFL. Amen. Amen. And we will be right back. On to our week eight review. First up, we got player of the week. Player of the week. (laughs) Mr. Will Levis. He had his whole family there at the game. Wow. 19 of 29, 238 yards, four touchdowns. Seemed like every time he looked, DeAndre Hopkins was going for about 70 yards down the field. What a game. I mean... Did you see the headline after the game that if Tannenhill was healthy for this game against the Steelers that they were going to play him? I'm like, are you crazy? You haven't scored like 28 points probably all year. I almost feel like that's that's BS. I almost feel like they're just saying things like that to sort of... What, like what, Josh McDaniels dressing up as Mark Davis and then getting <laughs> fired on Halloween? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a myth, just like that. Now, I mean, I think... I think maybe they're just say, saying that to to save Tannehill's feelings, you know, and then maybe if Levis has another good game here on the Thursday night, or then they can start to look at Tannehill and say, look, man, we, we got to keep going with this kid. He's hot. And if he has a fall off game, then they can justify going back to Tannehill. But I mean, you had to stick with him. A really impressive performance for someone who I think, you know, even the most optimistic observer would have said this is someone who is not really ready to play yet in the end. I mean, he looked, he looked the part, man. He looked like an NFL QB. And then you got the flip side of it. You're playing the Falcons and you got Desmond Ritter who does not look anything like an NFL quarterback. He's had, you know, the previous game, three fumbles lost. He had, I think a fumble and something. Let me check the stats here. Yeah. He had no picks, but he had, I think another fumble loss, right? And it's like, this team is good. Like the Falcons are good if they just had a quarterback. Well, that's why I think that's why you see them. That's why you see them switching to Taylor Heineke this week. Not, not that any, either of us thinks that Taylor Heineke is great. And I I don't, I don't, I don't want to go down that Falcons rabbit hole, right? With the NFC South, it sucks. (laughs) It's terrible division, right? I feel like we're, we're like Bill and cousin Sal going into it, but I do think Will has got, they've, they've, they've got to just keep playing him. I I think it just gives, 
do you do you feel like his arm just opens up that offense a little bit more I mean, maybe than Tannehill, or do you just? You I said, mean, it's just you said it with with Hopkins. I mean, he looked for the most part this season like someone who was washed up and done, and one one game with with Levis at quarterback, and he looks back like he's prime Houston Texans DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, he no one has ever questioned his talent. He has you know he has an arm. He's athletic. It was just sort of the decision making, mm-hmm. the technique that was the issue. But you know, there's something to be said for bombing it. You know, bombing it down the field to a Hall of Fame receiver, and why why not? That's and that's, they've got that, two great running backs, off. obviously, yeah. right? Derrick Henry and Spears. So I think you can protect them a little bit, right? You get that running game going. You get them moving outside the pocket, moving you know around that with that arm. I mean, they still have Traylon Burks. You know, don't give up on him yet. I know he didn't have any catches in the game. I think he's still coming back from an injury. Uh, you got Ogonkwu, the tight end. I like him. He's athletic. He, Chiggy. He he did some things last year. I think they can make a little run here with that defense. Vrabel's just a hell of a coach. So I, I think Tennessee just can continue to just trust to have faith in him. But Will Levis, great opening game against the Falcons. You are our player of the week. Congrats. Now, moving on. <laughs> I We should double that. Because did, was there an NFL game happening? Bum of the week, Hunter McMillan's bum of the week. We're going to an entire game: the New York Giants versus the New York Jets game. I mean, thirteen ten Jets. An abomination! <laughs> it was an abomination of a game. Just uh, it, it, it really, honestly, thirteen to ten makes it seem like a higher played a better played matchup than it even was, you know, this was a game you, you just, the giants were, were really and truly can sit there and feel that they choked away a game that they absolutely 100% should have won in which they had a net of minus nine passing yards. I mean, and no one would laugh at you. No one would laugh at you if you're the giants and you said, we choked that game away. Everybody believes you choked that game away and you had minus nine net passing yards on the game. That is how horrendously played that game was, is that they were in control and dominating a game where they netted negative passing yards. And my thing is, stat line, right? Four of seven, Tyrod Taylor, eight yards. Tommy DeVito comes in. Two of seven, minus one yards. Yeah, minus one in an NFL game. And and to be fair, I did see this tweet that I, I totally agree. Us common folk could never complete probably a pass in an NFL game. No, never. Because I if die, the, I would die within two seconds of the of the ball being snapped. <laughs> Donald so, would snap me in two. <laughs> but like Saquon Barkley had 36 carries for 128. Like th- that's all they did, right? They just literally ran the ball once Tyrod Taylor, like you said, went out with the rib injury. But on the flip side, like Dan Orlovsky, re- I-, I respect him. I think he does a lot of good things on Get Up and and you know on his Twitter account or X, whatever you want to call it. But like he said, Zach Wilson progressed in this game, and I say how, how. 
I did. I did see that. I I will say this. I will say he was not very good the, the vast majority of the game, but the the game time drive there late, he made a couple of throws that I don't think you would have seen Zach Wilson make you know, a couple months ago last year. I, you know, low bar to clear here. Absolutely. You know, we're not talking about very Simon not Everest or anything, but it. it he he's he is a little bit better of a player than he was when he took over for Aaron Rodgers, you know, in September. I will say this. He's he's a little bit better. He's getting the ball a little bit more to, you know, their playmakers actually getting, you know, Garrett Wilson, seven catches, 100 yards. Like, that's what you need. If you it, whereas early in the season, if you look at, at Garrett Wilson's stat lines game in game, he was. One, one long touchdown catch that he did himself against the Cowboys, and I don't remember him getting a 25-yard, you know, reception on the season for the most part. And then, I, I, yeah. I, I, for me though, I, I'm just I'm ready to put a fork in. At, I, I, we, we need to move on from this. This is just abomination. <laughs> but like, I think you need to put a fork in this Jets talk of making the playoffs. This is, there's a chance. I get it, but like a game like this, holy smokes, man. Like you said, they should have lost this game. But I think there's been several other games the Jets have played this year that they probably should have lost where they've won, right? Where like they did play well against the Eagles. Don't get me wrong, but Eagles probably should have won, right? So, but you guys, we got to give it to you, the Jets, Giants fans. You guys weathered the storm. You watched this game in the rain, and you guys deserve. Hunter McMillan's bum of the week. Congratulations, New York. You're the best. And now to our game of the week. The Philadelphia Eagles at Washington Commanders. Boy, was that a back and forth game. And Sam Howell somehow looked like a legitimate NFL quarterback. What were your thoughts, Dave, on the Eagles Commanders game? What did I tell you? The really for whatever reason just struggles with the commanders i think what it goes to show you is that this eagles this eagles defense is is a little is is struggling like i think that's you know we've seen a dramatic in the last month or so dramatic tail off from sam howell you know not just yeah. the sacks but the decision making although i think the sacks certainly probably play a role in that not only does he carve them up for nearly 400 yards and four touchdowns, they only sack him one time on the whole game. And this is the Eagles right. defense that let, led the entire NFL in, in sacks last year and almost broke a, an NFL record for most sacks in a season last season. So I think that just goes to show you they are struggling on defense right now. Doesn't mean they can't improve, but you know yeah. that they're for, they for the most part are close to 100 uh, percent health wise, and they're still struggling. So. I think that's that's your takeaway there. And then it's just the, the commanders do present some, what for whatever reason, or at least the commanders team that we had up until the trade deadline matches up well against Philly. I right. don't know if they would st- if they replayed that game without Chase Young and Montez Sweat, if we'd, we'd be saying the same thing. I, I, I agree. I think it just shows too, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more later on about the Eagles. They're a team that can win in a lot of different ways as well. Hurts does not look right running the ball. 
I felt like he is struggling to his mobility a little bit. He's gutting it out a little. I think he's going to overall, he'll be fine. AJ Brown has been a godsend. I know you're, you're, you're not a fan. He eight catches 130 yards. What is it like five, six games with 125 yards or more in a game. He had two touchdowns. You got Devonte Smith kind of rolling again, seven catches, 99 yards and a touch as well Julio Jones got in the end zone with the catch as well I just think that that Eagles offense can obviously beat you in a lot of different ways as we know but like you said that defense similar to like that Chiefs offense I think there's just a lot of issues kind of going on and and that secondary is not good yeah, it's I've been sort of hammering that all season. I will say I think something is definitely up with the Hertz situation with his knee. I don't know if you saw this, but earlier today he's he's asked about it in his press conference and he just walked out. Asked about his no, knee. really walked, walked out of the room. He had, I guess, said after the game on Sunday, you know, no more. I don't want to take any more questions about it. I'm not on the injury report, but I mean, clearly. Either they're, I, I can't figure out what it is. Either it's, there is something there, but they've basically been told it's not going to get any better with rest because if it would get any better with rest, you're, you're in, still in good shape to make the playoffs if you sit him for a week or two. So I don't know why you wouldn't do that. And maybe he just doesn't want to be asked about it for the rest of the season because it's going to be there all season or they're trying to mess with everyone. But like you said, he certainly seemed a little less mobile than normal. But that's definitely something I think worth monitoring as the, the season goes right. forward. Agreed. Agreed. Well, that's our game of the week. Philadelphia Eagles 38, Commanders 31. This time, this game didn't go to overtime. Now going into our team of the week, the Cincinnati Bengals with the win over the San Francisco 49ers, 31-17 in San Francisco. That's three straight losses for the 49ers. Bengals are now 4-3. and three. Joe Burrow, 28 of 32, three touchdowns, 283 yards. Just masterful, Joe. This team's back, and I'm excited to talk about the Sunday night game as well. I, I think, you know, we can talk briefly about this, but I'd love to, you know, Get, get on with our watchable section after, but Dave, Dave, any takeaways with Cincinnati? I mean, just quickly. I mean, it's clear, you know, Joe Burrow definitely, I would say maybe if he's not a hundred percent, he's 95% health wise watching him in the pocket. It's, you know, that, that normal Joe Burrow elusiveness, you know, constantly just sort of scanning, moving his feet, adjusting all that. Looked like classic, classic Joe Burrow. They're they're playing really good football right now. You know, they're definitely a depleted team, and to the one we saw the last couple of years. But Joe Burrow is, you know, just that good. I think that he's a player like Mahomes who can help you overcome a lot and can single handedly turn you into a dominant team. I definitely think they're a, a threat. Schedules. You know, still pretty dicey here going going down the stretch, but um, I, I wouldn't rule them out. I think, you know, you mentioned we'll, we'll be talking about it here in a little bit. I think this Bills game is a real swing game for them. If they can win that, yes. you know, after that, Texans, at Ravens, Steelers, at Jaguars, you know, you, you got, you're going to go into any of those games feeling like you can win one if you can get this this game Sunday night. So I think we'll, it'll be really interesting to see where we go from here, but... 
Joe Burrow looks back to, to normal baby boy burning status. Yeah, then they frighten me. That's our team of the week, Cincinnati Bengals. Welcome back, Joe. And we'll be back in the spread zone after this. On to our favorite segment of the show, the watchable section. The national games are quality overall. It's pretty poor week of matchups. Good luck trying to bet on some of these games that we go over. There are four teams again on the bye this week. None last week, four this week. Denver Broncos, Detroit Lions, Jacksonville Jaguars, and the San Francisco 49ers. That is coming at a great time, I think, for them. And the point spread is by DraftKings Sportsbook as of Tuesday afternoon. Our Thursday night game, Tennessee Titans at Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers are favored by three. Over under is 36 and a half. Is this our good Pittsburgh Steelers game or is this our our Tennessee Titans? Will Levis, Kenny Pickett play? Says he's playing. Uh, What do you... Where are you swaying? Which way are you going? I mean, it, it's it's so hard to know to, what to think of, of this this damn Steelers team. They, they seem to do this. We've talked about this all year. They seem to do this where every time you're like, okay, good. I can officially say it. The Steelers suck. They they wriggle. Pull you right just, back yeah. in, baby. Yep. I mean, I I thoroughly do. I think they are a thoroughly bad football team, and I think there's a good chance they win this game. You know, I think Steelers defense. You know, T.J. Watt, those guys. Maybe they get in. Maybe they get in the head of a a, a rookie QB a bit. I mean, you're gonna. I think. I think it's definitely clear that he he had the element of surprise sort of in his favor. You no games on film in the NFL from him. At least you have one game on film. I, I, your, your guess is as good as mine on this one, honestly. I don't know what to, to, to make of it. If you're Jackson, I mean, if you're Tennessee, you have to have this game. You've got to continue to rattle off some, some wins if you want to hang around. Jacksonville's playing really good football. I'm not sure you're going to be able to get a, get two teams in out of that division, you know, in terms of wild card. I don't know. It's a, it's a weird game. That's, that's I mean, I you know. could say the same exact thing you just said about Tennessee for Pittsburgh right now, right? That's true. Where they've, true. I mean, so like one second, I'm like, ah, oh, Will Levis, I'm trusting Vrabel, I'm trusting this defense. And then I'm like, oh my God, this this Steelers defense, it's Thursday night. I think they'll, they'll be enough. This is a stay away game if you're betting. Get away from it. I think this even goes under 36 and a half points as well. If I... It, if I'm leaning towards anyone uh, right now, it, it might be the Steelers because we talked about this last week. I took the Jags just, I feel like it's, it's their game to be on this week. So I would lean towards the Steelers. There are, there is no research or base on that. It's just literally going, you know, every other for me. Close your eyes and throw a dart at a board with every other, every other slide is Pittsburgh plays. Well, Pittsburgh plays, plays bad. That's, you're gonna you're gonna get the same results as as what you can guess. Uh, and that's the start of the week nine. That's our Thursday night game. That's Alan Kirk on Amazon Prime. Tennessee Titans at Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers are favored by three. Das football. 
We've got a 9.30 game on NFL Network, ladies and gentlemen. Probably one of the... Go ahead, what? No, I was just going to say, what do we have? What what time do the sports bars in Raleigh open on Sunday morning? I don't know. That's a good point, right? Because I don't know. Where, can you take a five-year-old to the bar too? With <laughs> we'll have to sort that out. But uh, that's a great point. I think it will be open. But actually, Sundays they typically it's dry till I say. think noon. I think it's yeah. You know, we're still. It's weird. I don't know. I don't understand it in twenty twenty-three. But we've got the Miami Dolphins. At the Kansas City Chiefs, they say it's versus Kansas City in Frankfurt, Germany. Chiefs are favored by one and a half over under is 50.5. I think. Ah, Dave. You're not, you're not, are you, are you going against everything you stated, which is Miami has to prove it to you? I'm t- I'm probably leaning towards the Dolphins. I just think we're going to have two straight bad weeks before the bye. Man, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, think, I think the swing for me is that this, I believe, is the last game that Devin... Achan is on injured reserve. I think mm. if they had him, I would really like their ability to to really get rack up some rushing yards against the Chiefs, you know, and and use a lot of misdirection and the, you know, the the fancy stuff we saw. Think with him out of the lineup, you know, the most Jeff Wilson combo has been struggling a bit running the ball here lately. They it's sort of turned the Dolphins a little one-dimensional, not seeing those insane offensive numbers that we saw earlier in the season. I'm going to lean towards the Chiefs on this one. I sort of also, I don't I don't have any reason to believe this, but I'm going to guess that perhaps that field, the first NFL game in Germ- Germany may not be, you know, quite as fast as the Dolphins would like it. Yeah. So I think that could that could favor the Chiefs. So I'm going to I'm going to lean towards the Chiefs on this one. It it's just very hard. I'm trying to take my fan cap off here and just see the game for what it is. I do think the Chiefs D line can get pressure towards Tua enough. Obviously, Tyreek Hill is gonna get his catches. We better have a plan for it. We better be blitzing. I just feel like this moment right now, I think we're just in a, not a tailspin, but just where I'm trying to be realistic. I'm obviously going in. I want the Chiefs to win. There's no doubt about it, but I'm leaning to, towards the Dolphins because I just feel like we are are due for another letdown and we need to reset where the bye week's coming after this week. So I'm leaning towards the Dolphins. I don't like it. I don't like seeing Tyreek Hill in the Dolphins uniform. It is what it is. We still want a Super Bowl without it. But that we got the Miami Dolphins, Kansas City Chiefs in Frankfurt, Germany, 9.30 a.m. Chiefs are favored by one and a half. Go Chiefs. Dave's leading for the Chiefs. You'll see later on on our picks of the week what which way we're actually leaning. Now it's our favorite time to get everything rolling here. 
our YouTube TV Sunday ticket matchups. We're still waiting for that. Give me, give me YouTube that sponsorship TV. money. Shout. Come on, I need your sponsorship. YouTube we'd TV. Be willing, we'd be willing to plug your second half of the NFL season uh, Sunday ticket deal you just put out. But How much is it? A, not a, Half price. 174 half for price. the second half. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Just listen to us and you, you'll get half off. We've got two in this and then the rest are bad. Really bad. Seattle Seahawks at Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are favored by six. Over-under is 43. Oof. That's a high line. It's like in that Vegas zone of they really want you to, I feel like, take the Seahawks. But am I like I'm in the zone of like I want to take Seattle so bad, but I'm like, I don't know if Seattle's good enough right now for to to play out Baltimore. I feel like they kind of uh, remind me a little bit of West Coast Detroit where. Yeah, they're they're rolling. They're playing very well right now, but I'm not quite sure that they're as good as that record says they are. I'm not quite sure they're good enough to go across the the country, go into Baltimore, play a pretty hot Baltimore team and knock them off. But with that being said, this is also the kind of game that the Ravens historically will will kind of tap the bet in. So you're right. It's kind of confusing. I was leaning towards the Ravens, but I may have talked myself out of it when <laughs> just now in the middle of my sentence. Now that now that I think about it, but it should be an interesting battle. I guess this will be a, a good thing to see if the Seahawks are for real. If they win this one, then if you're the 49ers, you got to start to feel like you may really have be in some yeah. some serious competition for that division. Shoot, did you know Bob Knight died? I did, yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Man, sorry. I Seattle Seahawks are just so. I I can't figure out Gino. Right, like, is he good enough? He's just right there where he's solid enough to keep you competitive, and I just I don't know if he's quite good enough to make you a contender. He's in that sort of that zone where it's just good, but not quite good enough. Like, like their wins. Great, I great. mean, the lions win. Okay. Panthers. Terrible. No. Giants. <laughs> terrible. Cardinals. Terrible. And the Browns, they should have lost, but you know, Stefanski can't get out of his own way with PJ Walker. And they got lucky enough, right. With that turnover. I, I, I'm tired of just saying, we'll find out a lot about this team after this weekend, right? I, I, I agree with you. It's like the Ravens too, right? This is just in that zone where I, they last week, right? Like <laughs> that darn backdoor covered too, right? Where you're like, the Ravens are in control. And this is why gambling is just so brutal is they get that onside kick and then they kick the field goal, right? To go down seven instead of 10. And like Dave, and this reminds me, I want to, I want to go off, go a little bit here though. What is your thought on this? Because I, I have thought about this a lot, right? Okay. I understand you want to go down one score, let's say right in that Ravens Cardinals game, right? Uh-huh. You want to go down one score, but if you're like 20 to 25 yards away and I know time is important, 
Do you feel like it's better to go for the touchdown than the field goal? Because I don't think you're ever going to get that close, even with a minute left, to you, score a you're, touchdown. So you're, like that, you're talking. I, you're talking the the Madden the Madden dilemma, the Madden proposition, where the people kind of game this out in Madden over the years and and try to see which one's the best way to go about. It's. You, I don't remember when the last time that worked. So to your point, when it worked the way where like the the field goal gets it done for you, and so I mean it's a good point. I would say I think if you look at the analytics, that's what they would tell you to do. But does it happen? No, no. I, I just because I, I just just my thought process is okay. I need a touchdown somewhere. I'm already this close. I need to go for the touchdown. Rangers yeah. do something good. Yeah, yeah. Fin- <laughs> finally scored is one nothing in the top of the seven. They Let's go. The no- they broke the no hitter and scored in the same inning. Nice, no nice, love it. Front. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I don't know. I've really thought on this. I don't know why. I'm, I, I just, you know, this is my my Homer NFL moment of just like, I just feel like. It's better to go for the touchdown, and then it's easier to get the onside kick, get ten yards, and kick. The well, field. yeah, the idea, the idea behind that line of thinking is your your onside your onside kick. If you've recovered it, you're basically within twenty yards of field goal range, regardless. Whereas, but but then I guess by the same, I, I think for me, I don't think it's a one hundred percent either way. I think it would be very situationally based on like. If you're moving the ball, if, if you're like, if you have, if you have 20, if you have 10, 15 seconds left, then I think do the field goal. And then if you recover the onside kick, then you're in your, your only chance is in a, a Hail Mary anyway. Right. Right. So, right. so I think it, it's, it's, I think it's, I, I don't think you should be 100% either way. Like I think I, I, I agree. I just more think they should go for the touchdown more so, but that's just I, I, my thought process. Well, on it. When, um, when your team, when your team kicks the field goal in that situation, I I've never as a fan, you know, whether it's college or pro when your team kicks the field goal in that situation i've never been like wow we might have a chance whereas if they score the touchdown you're like maybe yeah right that's that's a great point the great point so back to sorry we went on that ravens <laughs> cardinals backdoor cover but seattle baltimore i'm probably going lamar jackson just because i think the ravens are rolling right now he's a better quarterback seattle cross country it's a one o'clock game or noon right central so ah uh, I'm leaning towards the Ravens in that game. I, I, I am. I am as well. We'll see. We'll see if I if I talk myself out of it again. But and that's the Seattle Seahawks at Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are favored by six. Our next game is the Dallas Cowboys at Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are favored by three at the at at the link. Right? Is it over under is forty six? What say you, Dave, on the Cowboys Eagles game? I mean, I think first of all, I think the the line sort of goes to show you that Vegas pretty much thinks this is a toss up. The three points for being at home being being the difference. I mean, I think 
you know, if if you want to go off of who's playing, I guess, the best coming into this game, you'd probably lean towards Dallas. If you want to go with who's been the better team over the course of the season, it's probably been Philly. Even if I think we've sort of all weeks, uh, yeah. all year sort of been like Philly's not looking their best. They they have really gotten the job done, you know, no, even even in games against bad teams where they've struggled. Like, yeah, they've gotten the job done, except except for the, the the one game against the Jets notwithstanding. But, you know, they certainly don't have as many stinkers as Dallas has. <sighs> on the, I think, honestly, I, I, I've gone back and forth on this one all, all week, and I'm still sort of back and forth on it. I, I think maybe the, the, maybe the home field advantage gets the job done, although I will say I think the high is supposed to be about 60, 65 in Philly on Sunday. Okay. So I don't think it's, it's not a- weather's weather's not going to be a huge issue. It's obviously a good, good, good home crowd and all that. But I, I think I probably lean towards Philly, but I, I don't, I think Dallas is, you know, if Dallas plays their game and plays even like a B plus a minus game, they should have every chance of winning this game. I think the run game will be a big can Dallas stop the run? That'll be important, obviously, with DeAndre Swift and Hurts. Well, we'll see, right, with his knee. Yeah, this game is this is a toss-up, man. I mean, it's I think it's gonna be a good battle. I, I hope it's not a blowout, you know, one way or the other. I hope it's good back and forth game. Really, really hope that. I I, I think I'm gonna reserve it for our, our later on for our picks. What, what what which way I'm leaning, but I I, I think this is just it's a possible NFC championship preview, honestly. I mean, I, I think it's, you know, if you're Dallas, I I think one thing to think about is if you're Phil, you know, in in terms of quote unquote desperation, I think if you're Dallas, your, your path to winning the division and, you know, potentially one seed, you know, we'll play that down the line is it, there's no realistic scenario if you don't win this game on Sunday. Whereas I think, Philly can can lose this game and still feel like they have they have a good shot at, at winning the division and as well as that number one seed. But if you're Dallas, you got to get this one. Period. Like if got you wanna, if you want to win the division, so no we'll question. see. Well, we will. Dallas Cowboys at Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are favored by three in Philly. Ladies and gentlemen, we are entering the witching hour, but I am sad to say the Sky Hansen red zone has been negated for this week because of the poor matchups the NFL has decided to, to put on the schedule. We're going to do rapid fire because I hate the rest of these games until we go to Sunday yeah, they're night. Bad. It, they're, they're really bad. bad. I mean, it's no way, uh, no other, no other way. Yeah, I have sleepy bad. time, nap time, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Houston Texans. Texans are favored by two and a half over under is 40. And an, an interesting battle between two teams who are, I would say, probably not as good as their record says they are. And I mean, it, it certainly is. It certainly is interesting to. It certainly is interesting to think about Tampa having the chance to win the division. Sure, but uh, I just don't. I don't really see either of these teams really being postseason contenders. I think I'm probably going to lean towards Tampa. The the Houston thing sort of came crashing down to earth yeah. last week with that bad yeah. loss. Yeah. I I just I just think back to these Tampa Bay games last few games. They have just been stinkers. I know they played the Bills last week on Thursday night. Um I'm going to 
I'm going to lean towards the Texans just because of the home team. But that's Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Houston Texans. Texans are favored by two and a half in Houston. Our Hunters bum rush. Minnesota Vikings without Kirk Cousins at Atlanta Falcons. Falcons are favored by four and a half over under is 37 Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, obviously you got to go Falcons here. I, I briefly thought you might have some what is what is Simmons called the Ewing Ewing theory with, with yeah, the Vikings. Yeah, I, no. I agreed. Agreed. If, if Dobbs was really up to speed and ready to go, I might consider it. But yes, no, I mean, I, I think I think the Vikings honestly, if if Kirk's didn't have that injury, I think they make the playoffs. I, I think agree. they were. Tra- I agree. I think they were trending that way. I mean, Addison started playing. With Jefferson coming back, I mean, I, I, all systems were go, man, for that. But Atlanta, I think with Heineke, they're going to open up. Drake London is hurt. Watch his availability the rest of the week. Wednesday, he was out of practice or limited, I think, as well. I'm going to just lean towards Atlanta. Jerron Reed just is not, not, not really, you know, wetting my appetite at all. So I will take <laughs> Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. Chicago Bears at New Orleans Saints. Saints are favored by seven and a half over under is 41. I think we're off the badgent train. Thankfully, no, no offense. Great D2 guy, but like, dude, that game was bad against the Chargers. I'm probably Jeez. taking Saints, Saints defense. Yeah, I, just... I mean, the Saints aren't good, but the Bears are more or less, you know, the, Bear, the, the Saints Bears should are be tough. losing every game. Why the hell are we trading for Montez Sweet or Sweat? Like, that's, that's yeah. a legitimate, like, First round pick you're trading away because it's going to be like a 33rd pick where you can. Well, quickly, I will say, if you're looking at it from from their their perspective, A, the idea is you sign him, you get him locked up. He's on your team and he's first round pick, you know, ish talent. B, you got to remember, they will likely have two top five picks because of the, the Bryce Young trade. So Fair. they're probably looking at it as if, okay, that second round pick is kind of negated and then some by the fact that we have a second likely top five pick coming our way. So we're getting two top five players rather than a first rounder and a second rounder. So, so they're going I, Texas, I mean, right? They're they're going the full Texans, right? With uh, Shroud yeah. and Anderson, Will Anderson. I, yeah, I, I would I would guess that's the. I would not have made the the trade personally, but uh, I'm that's what I'm thinking is their like rationale. I just, the Bears, man, need so much in, like, having control over four years, like that second-round pick. I, that team is bad, man. Uh, Saints, let, let's move yeah, on. Uh, for sure. Commanders at New England Patriots. Patriots are favored by three-and-a-half over-unders, 41. I don't understand this line at all. New England sucks. They're two-and-six. Commanders obviously played the Eagles strong last week. They did just trade Chase Young and Sweat. God. I really don't want to do this. Uh, New England. They played well enough. I think I'm leaning towards Washington here, honestly. If you, the obviously losing (laughs) Sweat and Young, obviously losing Sweat and Young hurts, but. Is that the kind of offense that's really going to punish you for that? I don't think no. so. Honestly, I mean, Mac Jones, I, I, I think, has thrown, what, four pick sixes this year already? Yeah. I I talk as much. I, I've been the first one on the Sam Howell's overrated train, but I honestly think he's. I trust him more than Mac Jones. 
at this point. Woof. Woof. New York Giants at Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders are favored by one and a half over under is 37. I got to say, I love the Raider uniform gray, but like I'm leaning to the Giants because the Raiders are uh, absolute dumpster fire. And O'Connell starting. I agree with the O'Connell thing. They need to play him. I agree with that. But I'm going to go Giants. I think Daniel Jones is slated to possibly play. Uh, just I, the Raiders are a hot mess. I think they've got some pieces, but man, they should have just kept Bisakia and uh, Mike Mayock. But what are you leaning? Anything? Maybe not Mike Sachi, yeah, for sure. I think we could see. I, I can't imagine that anyone would be dumb enough to take over as your interim play caller and not just feed Devontae Adams. So I do think it's possible that the yeah, Raiders offense looks a little bit better. You know, we're, we're taking Jimmy G out back and shooting him. So it's Aiden o, the Aiden O'Connell show. I, I mean. And they're going to have Aiden, a bump, right? They'll have that bump with a new coach. Maybe they'll be fired up. Like it's a, it's a dead cap bounce, but I do think they'll play better this week. Giants, I don't know, man. Uh, too much time talking about this. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. yeah. Cool, cool. Indianapolis Colts at Carolina Panthers. Colts are favored by two and a half. Uh, over under is 44. This game's in Carolina. Is Minshew healthy enough, I think, right? He's okay. Yeah, he came back in the game, so I, I don't know. He may be on – I think he's on their injury report, but not anything. I, not again, anything another around. game where, like, I think the Colts are – coached incredibly well i think that defense is is fine enough i'm not i'm not sold on bryce young this year i I just but played pretty well last week but i think that's probably asking for a team that bad to win two straight games is a lot to ask for so i'm probably leaning towards the colts on this one same colts as well Arizona Cardinals at Cleveland Browns. Browns are favored by eight over under 37 and a half. Deshaun Watson did get in a little limited practice today. Man, who, who are the Cardinals starting? Clayton Toon? Yeah, it sounds like Clayton Toon. I don't think Murray will be ready yet. I mean, I, I'm taking the Browns. Yeah, Browns. Browns for sure. Los Angeles Rams at Green Bay Packers. Packers are favored by three and a half. I don't think Matt Stafford's playing. Over-under is 39. It's really hard to take Jordan Love. I mean, God, these games are so bad. I'm going to be watching him. I'm going to be like, why? Why? I- I'm going to take my son to do something. I can't can't do this. I mean, Wolford's probably starting for the Rams, right? Packers suck, too. I mean, this is just bad, uh- man. Not not Wolford. He elected to stay on the Bucks practice squad. Rather, they tried to claim him. Has Stetson Bitson been out still or no? He is not. He's been on NFI list all season. So the backup is Brett Rippin. Oh, Brett geez. Rippin. All right, Packers. Yeah, so I'm taking. I'm taking the Packers. Yeah, Packers. <laughs> Needless to say, I'm taking the Packers. We can move on, ladies and gentlemen. Sunday night. Football, Mike and Chris. We've got Buffalo Bills at Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals are favored by two in Cincy over-under is 49. I just side note real quick. How funny was Chris Collinsworth on Sunday night if you watched the game? He was giggling several moments where I'm like, Chris, this is kind of awkward. What's so funny out there with this Chargers game? He also also seemed to indicate that the 
the Bears would be showing Tyson Bajan's game film to to Fields as an example of how to play the position or something. Oh my god, I remember that. That's so true. Wasn't he wasn't he terrible? Well, he, he throwed, you know, outside the numbers. I'm like, dude, this guy must be so high out of his mind. It's just amazing. I this is a great matchup again. I mean, last last year, obviously, unfortunately, that one regular season game got cut short with the Hamlin issue. But then in the playoffs, the Bengals won in Buffalo. I feel like the Bills need this more than Cincinnati right now. Just because of how since he's been playing, uh, I, I, I'm interested to hear your thoughts, Dave, on who, who you think needs this game more. I think they both need it. I mean, I think if you really, if you just honestly, if you look at just the standings and the playoff positioning, I, I think since he does need it a lot more than the Bills, I think the Bills are at least in a position where, you know, nobody really thinks they're not going to get that wild card, even if they don't catch up to Miami. They also can, but they also feel like they can, by all means, they are, they know they already smacked Miami once. So they, they're not intimidated mm-hmm. by that second matchup. But, you know, I, I think they both probably feel like they really need a win. I'm leaning towards Buffalo on this one, I will say. Wow. Okay. I I feel like that we haven't really seen them other than that Miami game play their best game against a good opponent and I, I they're struggling in a lot of ways I think but uh, I I see them getting the job done I think and and I I think Cincinnati's due for maybe a little bit of a a a, a step back for a week or so. So it's, it's can I counter one. can I can I counter on this whole Bills thing because I'm leaning Cincy. I just think they're they're better. Bills got obviously Cincy this week. They've got Broncos next week. They're they're feisty enough. We saw them give Chiefs trouble. The Jets they lost in Week One. I think built revenge game for the Bills. They've got Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers. Yeah, that's what Patriots. I'm that's- Patriots, whatever. I mean that you know, and then Dolphins to end the year. I feel like my like that game. That four game stretch is brutal. Yeah, but look at the rest of the AFC. Like I that might first of all, the Dolphins do still have several of those teams as well. You know, they Dolphins will still have to play the Cowboys, etc. But you know, look at the rest of the AFC. Do you really see who else do you see edging them out for a wild card? I think we both agree either, you know, maybe one of Pittsburgh or Cleveland or Cincinnati is getting right. the wild card. Probably not the other. Nobody in the AFC South is. Nobody in the AFC West is unless the Chargers get hot. So, so let's play this. Let's do this real quick. Let's just do run off. Okay, so we think Dolphins are are going to make it. We got the Chiefs. That's two. We got the Ravens. We got the Jags. So that's four, right? So three. We still need three, three more Three more, teams. right? Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. that's uh, – Bills are five and three. I mean, I think the Chargers are going to make a run in spite of Staley. Um, Titans. Ah, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, it's you just... also you also have to remember as we get further and further into the year, it's uh you know more and more of a nightmare to play in Buffalo as the season gets you know gets on. So, I yeah. I I think they're fine on the playoffs, but I do think I do feel like 
we're going to get, you know, a good, a really good Buffalo. We get one of those every month or so where they just, just smack a, a very good team. And then everyone's like, why aren't they like this every week? Fair. That's fair. We'll uh, see though. I think it's, it's, I'm, I'm excited. I think it's a good game. I think it's a very good game. I think it's going to be a great game. I hope we don't have any incident like we did last year. Like I said, I think the national games are really good this this week. It's just the others just poo-poo platter. I'm leaning towards Cincinnati on this game, you know, for myself. So that's Buffalo Bills at Cincinnati. Cincinnati's favored by two. Monday night football, LA Chargers at New York Jets. Jets are, are getting three points. Chargers are favored by three. At MetLife, over-under is 41 and a half. I, I, I just think the Chargers are better right now. And, and with that offense, I, I just think, Agreed. yeah. Yeah, it's Herbert versus Wilson. So, yeah. And that's our watchable section for week nine. And we'll be back in the spread zone. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Yes, that's right. We've got our Lee Corso locks of the week. Another win for, for myself here. Six and two on the year. I had Minnesota at uh, favored by one last week against the Packers. Dave is a, is a sorry two, five and one. He had Houston <laughs> favored by three in Carolina. I told you, I told you during the, the, the podcast last week, I'm feeling Carolina. What did I say? I said two things last week that that you, if you actually listened and you bet, I said <laughs> Carolina and I said Cincinnati money lines. Well, I said uh, no. I know I, I said Cincinnati. You, you you also said New England. So let's. Well, just, that was wrong. Okay, out. two out of three ain't bad. Meatloaf. Okay, all right. Meatloaf it up. It up. But let, let's just say, hey, you know what? It's a new week, Dave. Who's your Corso lock of the week? You know, after much trepidation on this one, I'm going to go with the Packers, who I agree stink, but Brett Rippon, no, just no on Brett Rippon and Lambeau, you know, that not, not the most favorable con- conditions for a bad quarterback who hasn't started a game in, you know, however many Ever. years. <laughs> Yeah, to to get the job done. It's not it's not going to be freezing and snowing, but it's not going to be warm. It's just going to be in the 40s during that game. So I, I think I'm going to I mean, the Packers just have to have to play better, you know, have to start to make a little run at some point, don't they have to? I would think they have got to make some kind of run. That's uh, the Dave's got Los Angeles Rams at Green Bay Packers. Packers are favored by three and a half. That is Dave's lock of the week now i've had three teams and i'm going on a fourth maybe a fifth to pick now i i I don't even know where to move this week i'm gonna go outside the box again we talked about it i think i've changed my mind i'm gonna go baltimore (laughs) is my lock of the week at their favorite by six against the seattle seahawks at home coming cross country i'm not sold on the seahawks yet i think baltimore is gonna have another game they're gonna show up I just believe in Lamar Jackson enough. Do I think they're going to be that team? Probably two or three seed this year. Yes. How good are they? Not sure yet, but I'm going to go Baltimore. That is my Lee Corso lock of the week. 
and we'll be back with our week nine picks. And it's time for our week nine picks. Last week, three and two. Dave, three and two. Our winners were Jacksonville, Seattle, Cincinnati for me. Seattle, Cincinnati, Miami for Dave. Oh, Atlanta screwed us. Gosh, Atlanta, what are we doing? This week, our first matchup, Miami at Kansas City. We talked earlier. I'm taking my cap off, my fan zone cap off. I'm taking Miami. I'm leaning with, leaning with, sticking with the Chiefs. We are. Let's Das Das Mahomes. I, as you can tell, I'm not very happy about that pick for myself. <laughs> Moving on, Seattle at Baltimore. Had to switch this one. I had Seattle until I just did lock the week. I'm going Baltimore, Seattle, Baltimore's favored by six, Baltimore. I'm going Baltimore. The fun one of the week, Dave. Here we go. Dallas at Philly, Philly's favored by three. I'm taking the Cowboys in Philadelphia. Oh boy. That's wild, my friend. You know, I, I've thought it over. We've been talking about this. I think I'm going to take the Cowboys. I He's locked it my in. Team. I pretty much pick against them every time you put put it on here. We'll see what happens. I'm going to take the Cowboys. I hope you don't jinx them. I really hope we don't. I, I hope they, they come out and beat Philly. Philly needs a little bit of a reality check, too. Like those fans, come on. Oh, we lost the Super Bowl because of that grass. No, you lost because your defense sucked. And your special teams let you down at the end. Um, yep. Both of us taking Dallas. Dallas is getting three points in Philly. Tampa Bay at Houston. Houston is favored by two and a half. Ah, shit. Go ahead, Dave. I might have to change my pick. I, I'm I'm rolling with Tampa on this one. You know, I'm I'm gonna hold this. I'm gonna hold it against Houston that they lost me my lock of the week last week. So I'm I'm gonna go roll with Maker Bayfield. God. Baker, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Many buys. Many buy. Nico Collins. Tampa's just so bad on Baker's just he's he's fine. He's fine. He's an average NFL quarterback. I'm gonna go Houston. Z and Tom I'm really excited about that one. Uh Buffalo at Cincinnati, our Sunday night football game. <laughs> well, here's a guy. Here's the guy, Mike. <laughs> uh, Justin, you're going to have to watch that film with Tyson Badgett. Yeah, uh, throw on that pick, boy. <laughs> hey, boy. A favorite running subplot. I love Chris Collinsworth so much. We do it only because we love you, Chris. Only because we love you. I'm taking Cincinnati at home. I like Burrow. I th- This team frightens, scares the hell out of me. They are so good. That defense, I think, is finally clicking. Uh, Lou Anarumo has, has that defense playing well enough. Burrow, it's Jamar Chase. Who's going to stop Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Boyd? Cincinnati rolls again. They beat the 49ers. They're going to beat the Buffalo Bills in Week 9. 
I'm going with those Bills. We'll see. I'm sure they'll make me regret it, as usual, but I'm going with the Bills. And those are our Week 9 picks. Dave, as always, another great episode. I hope those Rangers pull it off. What, what inning are we in right now? We are in the top of the eighth. One nothing Rangers, two men on for the Rangers in the top of the eighth. Wow. So talk to me here. Is this their first World Series if they win? They have the franchise has never won a World Series in 63 years of advent, existence, of which 52 have been in Texas. They were the Washington Senators. They've oh they've appeared God, in the Dave. World Series in 2010 and 2011. 2011, they were uh, one strike away from winning against the Cardinals and then choked it away. Well, let's do this. Let's do this, Texas. We'll see, my friend. We will see. What? It, that would be a quite the win right they were like kind of like dead to rights and then just pulled off a craziness in september i don't know i don't follow baseball enough anymore what what's the i i'm just i'm just getting back into it with the the pitch clock has really made the Good. experience less agonizing but hey i'm we get to, we get to watch some football together this weekend that'll be fun. i know man looking forward to it coming up to to rallywood we got mr wolf you know all that going on but as always guys we appreciate you and dave happy football Soundstripe. <laughs>